Sound Words, Christian Magazine, Volumes 21-30. Republished by Irving Risch, host of Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded Podcast. More than Conqueror. These lines were written by a man who had been for 18 years a complete paralytic, and who finally lost his sight. Once I could see, but ne'er again shall I behold the verdant plain, jeweled with flowers of colors bright, bathed in a flood of golden light. The birds, the brilliant butterflies, they all in thought before me rise, the shining rivulet whose song, comes sweetly murmuring along, the sky, the clouds, the grass, the trees, all waving, glancing in the breeze. I see them pictured in my mind, but they're alone, for I am blind. Blind did I say, how can that be, since I by faith my Saviour see, exalted to the throne above, beaming with mercy, grace and love. A view like this were better far than sun or moon or glittering star, or glowing landscape, sunny skies, or sight that's fair to mortal eyes. I thank my God that he has put a veil before mine eyes, and shut all earthly objects from my sight, and Christ revealed in glory bright. Henceforth my word shall ever be, once I was blind, but now I see. Wells of Bacca, O blessed solace. Tis a father's rod, no rod of wrath, but of unchanging love, no stroke inflicted which he could have spared. Infinite wisdom has with love combined to make the blow accomplish and no more, its salutary end. A father's rod, the thought suppresses every falling tear checks every murmur, mitigates each pang. Unerring parent, mourner, can you doubt his faithfulness? Then look at Calvary, behold that bleeding, dying Lamb of God. Twas love for thee that sent him from his throne, and nailed him there. And dare we entertain the thought, that he whose nature and whose name is love, could send us one superfluous pang, impose a needless burden, or permit the thorn to pierce he knew would pierce in vain. That cross becomes the blessed guarantee that all is needed. Mercy infinite prevents one drop from mingling in the cup which could have been withheld. Thou God of love, vouchsafe us grace to bow beneath thy rod, and breathe, although it be through burning tears, and half-choked utterances, thy will be done. Extracted. Paul's Gospel in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 speaks of the heavenly house that awaits us, it is eternal in the heavens, and while we wait for mortality being swallowed up of life, God has given us the earnest of the Spirit, that we might even now foretaste our portion in the coming day in heaven. Should we become unclothed, it would be to be present with the Lord. Then there is the judgment seat of Christ, where we shall receive the things done in the body, where our whole course down here will be, as it were, handed back to us with the mind of Christ in relation to it all. Being in Christ, we are in an entirely new order of things, where nothing of the old order is to affect us, and so it should be as touching anything belonging to Christ. All things in this new order have their origin in the God who has brought us back into right relations with himself, this is reconciliation, and the word of reconciliation goes out now in the gospel. But all this began when Christ came into the world. Coming in grace, he did not impute to men their trespasses, but presented God in love. The world refused the overtures of God in grace in the person of his Son, casting him out by way of the cross. In wondrous mercy and wisdom God has taken the very means of man's dishonor and rejection of his Son to procure in redemption a righteous basis for man's blessing. On the cross God made Christ to be sin for us, he who knew no sin, that we might become God's righteousness in him. In Christ we are God's righteousness, as the prodigal was in the best robe before the Father's face, and as the wedding guests were in the wedding garment before the King, this is our present portion but we shall be displayed as God's righteousness in Christ in the glory of the coming ages. The knowledge of God's love.
Our God and Father has brought us into the closest possible relationship with himself, we are his sons, and he has given us to enjoy the nearest possible place, accepted in the Beloved, and this, that we might know the deep love of his heart, and the wonderful counsels of his grace. He would have us understand what he has been doing, what he is now doing in grace, and what he shall yet accomplish for the glory of his Son and the satisfaction of his own heart. With this knowledge we shall be able to order our course down here for his pleasure and glory. Romans chapter 16 verse 25 to 27. At the close of the epistle to the Romans, the apostle breaks forth in praise to God, ascribing glory to him forever through Jesus Christ, but this ascription contains a most blessed pronouncement of God's ability to establish the saints according to the ministry belonging particularly to Paul. This ministry is presented in three parts. First there is, my gospel, second, the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, third, there is what is involved in the second, the mystery, as to which silence has been kept in the times of the ages, but which has now been made manifest, and by prophetic scriptures, according to commandment of the eternal God. These New Testament scriptures present the truth for the obedience of faith to all the nations. It is very important to see that the truth has been made known that our live s might be ordered in the obedience of faith in the light of what God has revealed. The great truth spoken of here largely formed the particular testimony given to the brethren during last century. And we do well to challenge our hearts before God as to whether we are in the light of this testimony, and if our steps are still being ordered according to this blessed light.